0: This is Father Jared Kramer from St. John's Episcopal Church in Grand Haven, Michigan, here with today's edition of Christian Mythbusters, a regular segment I offer to counter some common misconceptions about the Christian faith. Tomorrow, many families in our community will be finding ways to celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday. It will certainly be a Thanksgiving unlike many of us have had before. At least I hope it will, given that there is still a global pandemic killing thousands of people. Please, please make good decisions. Around this time, I'm always struck by posts on Facebook and social media of happy Native Americans giving large plates of food to kindly Puritan colonists, a kind of general nostalgia for a world now gone. And so this week, I would like to bust the myth of that original Thanksgiving. If you actually do want to know more about this story, I'd commend to you an excellent book by David Silverman called This Land Is Their Land, The Wampanoag Indians, Plymouth Colony, and the Troubled History of Thanksgiving. In it, Silverman lays out much that we have learned about that original Thanksgiving, much that had been covered up by myth and historical inaccuracy. He's also clear about how the continued retelling of the Thanksgiving myth wounds not only the still existing Wampanoag Indians, and yes, there are still some, but all Native people who see their history erased by quaint and invented stories. So let's start by clearing up a few things. First off, for at least 12,000 years, if not longer, the Native American people lived in this country. By the time the Mayflower arrived, this was not first contact. There had already been a century of contact between Native American people and the Europeans, and it wasn't a kind and gentle engagement of brave explorers and Native people. Instead, it was more often bloody slave raiding by the Europeans. When the Pilgrims arrived, some of the Wampanoag already spoke English. had even penned to Europe and back. The Wampanoag reached out to the English at Plymouth in the hope of an alliance to help them in the ongoing battle with the Narragansett. They had already been decimated by a pandemic, and this was one of their last hopes. Unfortunately, the Europeans responded to this kind overture by the Wampanoag by, over the next 50 years, stealing Wampanoag land, spreading European disease, and exploiting their natural resources. As tensions increased, the Europeans insisted that the Wampanoag surrender all their guns, They hung three members of the Wampanoag tribe on accusations of murder, raids began, and and before long, the differences between the Narragansett and Wampanoag were erased as both found themselves fighting for their lives in what became known as King Philip's War, a war so named because the Wampanoag chief, Mutakam, had adopted Philip as an English name when relationships were friendlier long, long ago. By the end of King Philip's War, 1,000 colonists had died, but 3,000 Indians were killed. Many that survived, including Metacom's son, were enslaved and sent to Bermuda. Several of the smaller tribes were entirely destroyed, including almost all of the Narragansett and Wampanoag. And Rhode Island itself was devastated, its principal city of Providence destroyed all because European Christians wanted more and more and thought they deserved to take what they wanted from the original inhabitants of this country who they deemed as savages. The Thanksgiving myth became one of the pillars of the doctrine of manifest destiny, the belief that God had given American settlers the land of North America to take for their own, a doctrine that was then used to justify over a hundred years of genocide against native people. My own church, the Episcopal Church, has officially repudiated the doctrine of manifest destiny and our own part in this sad portion of American Christian history. And so I hope, as you gather to give thanks with your household tomorrow, that you take a moment to acknowledge with penitence that much of the bounty that we enjoy comes from the genocide of the Native American people, and it doesn't stop there. Much of the bounty that we enjoy comes from hundreds of years of slavery, comes from continued oppression of minority groups, comes from so, so very much we should not be thankful for. I hope instead we're thankful to historians who have insisted on telling us these uncomfortable stories we don't want to hear And I hope our sense of penitence for the past pushes you and I toward concrete actions to bring justice to disenfranchised Native people today and to be opponents of ongoing acts of genocide in our own time. Thanks for being with me. To find out more about my parish, you can go to sjegh.com. Until next time, remember, protest like Jesus, love recklessly, and live your faith out in a community that accepts you but also challenges you to be better tomorrow than you are today.